Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, as you know, we have been examining the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're down, I believe, to the last one we're going to look at. It's in Luke 19, beginning with verse 11. And it's a parable that we've encountered in another portion, because you know the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, will have uh, differing accounts of the same incident. Let's put it that way. But they also have things to where uh, Jesus would say the same type of thing, but it's a little different in one Gospel than the other. And there's various reasons that could be. He could have been sharing the same uh, teaching, the same story, the same parable in different locations. And particularly with parables, he might have told it a different kind of way. Because the whole point of the parable is just to communicate something, right? Well, this is one of these incidences right here. And so remember uh, what we saw in the previous episode, that Jesus had just said in Luke 19, verse 10, that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. And that's coming out of... Uh, his encounter with Zacchaeus. Now, verse 11 says this, while they were listening to these things. Now, remember, I read verse 11 to us uh, probably four or five episodes ago because I want you to see where we were going out of Luke 18 into Luke 19. It's really important to pay attention to these type of clues right here. When the scripture says, while they were listening to these things, what needs to pop in our mind is what? Well, what are these things? And that's why we sort of backed up. It also gives us some understanding to the flow of things. When it says, while they were listening to these things, it gives us the idea that this happened immediately. <clears throat> okay, While Jesus said the Son of Man has come to seek and save the lost, it gives us a clue that perhaps, and I think it does, that Jesus was speaking this parable to the group that was gathered around with his encounter with Zacchaeus. In other words, it gives us a sense of timing, a sense of context and understanding about things if we just pay attention to it. You know, just slow down, <laughs> read the scriptures slowly, which is so hard for us, is it not? You know, we want to do our daily Bible reading. We want to do our study of the scripture, and we want to do it so quick. We want to get it done because we've accomplished something, right? Well, perhaps the greater thing to be accomplished is to slow down and let the Spirit speak to us. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, preaching to myself, right? So, verse 11 again. While they were listening to these things, Jesus went on to tell them a parable because he was near Jerusalem, and they supposed that the kingdom of God was going to appear immediately. Now, that's really important. That's a loaded little sentence right there, isn't it? And it's all set in the context for the parable and being drawn out of the context of the immediacy of what was occurring here. So Jesus was telling them this parable. They were hearing these things. Now he's going to tell them a parable because he was getting close to Jerusalem. Now remember, in the Gospels, you see that Jesus set his face toward Jerusalem. I think it's John that actually says that, that phraseology. But he was working his way toward Jerusalem. Right now, he's in Jericho. He just had the encounter with Zacchaeus. He's getting close to Jerusalem. And the people supposed that the kingdom of God <coughs> was going to appear immediately. 
okay, that the kingdom of God was going to appear immediately. And there we see the kingdom of God thing again. This is so, so important when you're reading the Gospels. You know, to pay attention to the kingdom of God. Jesus often said, hey, the kingdom is near you. The kingdom is at hand. And he's a little evasive about it, a little mysterious about it. When you read it uh, throughout, you see that uh, that's what Jesus taught. That's what he preached was the kingdom of God. And the kingdom is an amazing thing because the kingdom was, the kingdom is, and the kingdom will be. Now, they're expecting the kingdom of God was going to appear immediately. Probably gives us some insight to their understanding of the kingdom and what they expected about the kingdom. They knew what the uh, uh, Old Testament said about the kingdom of God. They knew certain things about the kingdom, about the coming of the Son of Man, about the anticipated Messiah. And they were thinking that all of that was about to occur, particularly the victorious elements of it, particularly the element about the ruling and the reigning of Messiah. That's what they were expecting at this time. Well, Jesus is going to tell them a parable related to that. Now, I'm looking here at my little clock. We're not going to be able, I don't think, to get all the way through this parable. But I want to begin it. And I want us to just meditate upon this and gain some understanding. So here's what Jesus said, verse 12, Luke 19. So Jesus said, here's the parable. A nobleman went to a distant country to receive a kingdom for himself and then return. Now, this parable has got a lot of information in it, folks. It's got a lot of nuance to it. As a matter of fact, when I was going through it and reading it before our time together right now, uh, I had to read through it several more times because there were just things that just struck me. Um, a couple of them for the first time, just these little things that you see and go, wow, what does that really mean? What's really happening here? So Jesus is giving an example, and he's talking about a nobleman. He says a nobleman, someone who is of a uh, noble race is what the word actually means, okay? And uh, uh, of a noble race of mankind. This is someone special, in other words. And he goes to a distant country to receive a kingdom for himself, and then he re he's going to return. That is the context of what Jesus is about to say in this parable. And knowing the balance of the scripture, knowing that the next thing that comes up uh, after this parable, is Jesus is what we call his triumphant entry. I mean, in Luke, that's what happens in the next account. And remember that Luke was written chronologically. Now, Luke was not trying to, uh, Luke wrote uh, Luke and Acts. He was not trying to include everything that ever happened in Jesus's life. No, nobody could do that. As a matter of fact, one of the gospel writers said, <clears throat> I supposed if you included everything that Jesus did, that it would fill all the volumes of the books of the world. <clears throat> well, probably a little hyperbole right there, but the, the point is well taken. But this right here, in this parable right here, Jesus is so speaking about himself, which he has done in several other parables. But right here we see the nobleman goes off to a distant country. He receives a kingdom for himself, and then he returns. What does Jesus do? He winds up being killed. He winds up being re resurrected, and he leaves, and he go off, goes off to a distant country. <laughs> he goes off uh, to be with the Father. And then he's going to receive the kingdom when he returns. See? It's, I mean, it's a very poignant type of parable. So let's continue. Verse 13. <clears throat> and he, this is the nobleman, called ten of his slaves 
and gave them ten minas, and said to them, Do business with this until I come back. So if you just do the surface reading, he calls ten slaves and he gives them ten minas. Well, does that mean that each one of the ten slaves gets ten minas, and a mina is just a coin, just resource? Or does it mean that each one of the slaves received one mina, or mina, however you want to pronounce it, right there? It's just a, a, a coin, a monetary thing. Well, when you just read it right here, you're not sure. When you read the balance of it, we're going to find out that each one of these slaves received one mina. Each one of them received one thing, and Jesus says, do business with this until I come back. So my time's up for today, but let me just ask you to think about this. Here's what the point's going to be of this. He called ten slaves, and he gave them ten minas. <coughs> he has given each one of these slaves something. It's going to boil down to this. What have you done with what the Lord has given you? I always picture this as human beings. He's given each one of us life. He's given each one of us existence. What are we doing with the life that the Lord has given us? We'll look more at this parable as we go. Luke chapter 19, verse 11. Go back and read that. And read ahead, read it, and see what the Lord says to you. And we'll continue the next time. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you then.